What's the penalty? You are Johnny Traveler. Yep. Give me an answer. Here's the penalty. Okay. All right. You put more yep. than one thing in the overhead bin. The person that comes behind you, like me, who looks up there and there's no room, I get to choose one of your three things, and it's now mine. I get to claim it. Oh. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. In for Vince Petrano, here's John McCure. Welcome to Mercure and Michelle in the Morning. Love it. That sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> it's got a nice uh, ring to it. It does. Vetrano is on assignment. We're going to check in with him coming up a little bit later on in the show. He's on an airplane flying to Washington. Speaking of airplanes, United Airlines announcing that they will change the way they board the airplane. So, Michelle, you know what a disaster this is. They call by group, and then you get on the airplane, and sometimes if you're on the window, you have to climb over people in the aisle, and it's hard to get on. You're fighting for overhead bin space. Mm -hmm. It's just stressful. Right. So United Airlines announcing that they have changed just in the past couple of weeks the way they board the plane. So if you're an economy, like most people are, now they are boarding the plane this way. If you're a window seat, everybody in the windows on both sides boards first. Then if you're in a middle seat, you're in the next group. All the middles then board. And if you're in an aisle, you board last because then you don't have to climb over everybody. They say it'll save about two minutes each time they board the plane. Doesn't seem like a big deal. But if you save two minutes on every flight beginning early in the day, one, they say flights will be more likely to be on time. And two, they'll actually be able to add another flight late in the day if this all works out. It seems like it makes sense. It does. So Stars and Stripes Honor Flights, and Brandon's been on an honor flight. This is how we board the plane with our veterans and their guardians. This is exactly how we board the plane. And it goes fast, blah, blah, blah. Here's the rub, and here's why people are getting stressed out. And I get stressed out over the overhead bin space. I'm the guy that when they're getting ready to call my group, like if you're in group five, group four is now free to board, and everybody boards. So you know group five's up next. I tell Michelle, my wife, grab your bag. When Group 5 boards, we're going to be the first one on the plane because i got to get in the overhead bin. I don't have where to put my roller bag. I don't want to get stressed out. There's not room under the seat. So I hop up, and they call Group 5. I'm like the first guy through the gate, like knocking people over because I want the overhead space because it's so stressful. You mm -hmm. get on the plane, and you don't have anywhere to put your bag. So with this policy, people are saying, this is unfair because if I'm an aisle seat guy, if I like the aisle seat, I will always be last to board, and I won't have overhead bin space. United saying... Deal with it. This is the fastest way to board the airplane. I'm totally okay with this. Like, I I think it makes sense. I, I do have a question, though. What about, I mean, are they letting families board together? You know, if you have young children or, you know, if I'm traveling with my husband and I'm in the window, do I get to go on first and he has to wait behind? Or how does that work? That's a very good question. So they did, in what I've read, say if you have families and kids, you can all go together. But if you're with your husband or you're with your girlfriend, that's a very good question. I'm not sure about that. If you have kids, you do get to board together. So if one of you has a window seat, the rest of you can board together. But if you're with your husband, I don't know. Buddy, you're on your own. It's fine. We've got the whole flight. We live together. It's okay if I don't <laughs> see him for a couple of minutes. Uh, pretty much what I'm hearing is you would rather not board with your husband. <laughs> Give me a little space here. Let me just well, chill on the airplane. We're always like, we're in the in the camp that's like, why is everyone in such a hurry to just sit on an airplane? And I get the overhead bin space <laughs> issue, but you know, I, I never have that problem. So it's like, I, I'm, I would be fine being the last one on the plane. And United says, by the way, that overhead bin issue, they are solving. They say they are retrofitting all their planes with bigger overhead bins so that all of us will have more than enough space. 
That's going to take a couple years, but they say they are working on it. All right. United Airlines seems to have it figured out. It is 7.15 at WTMJ Sports. Up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After losing their last two games, the Milwaukee Bucks returned home on Monday night and behind 35 points from the Greek Freak, Milwaukee bouncing back for the 118-109 win over the Bulls. Here comes the inbound pass. Giannis will get off a three at the horn. Got it! How about them apples? The Greek Freak leans back and uncorks a beauty to round out a beauty of a quarter for Milwaukee. Dave Kane on the call here on WTMJ as Giannis reached the 30-point mark for the fifth time this season and for the fourth time in his last five games. His head coach, Adrian Griffin, with his ability to lead on and off the court. He was, I mean, he was phenomenal the whole game. And uh, we needed him. Uh, down the stretch, and he kind of took things in his own hands, and we, we needed someone to make the plays uh, down the stretch. We got a little bit stagnant. You know, we kind of standing and watching. We just got to keep executing. But he was able to, you know what I mean, put his head down and get to the rim and get to the free throw line, and that's what you need down the stretch. Chris Middleton also added 13 points last night, moving him into fifth place on the Bucks' all-time scoring list. And with the win, the Bucks improving to 6-4 and four on their season and are back on the road Wednesday night in Toronto. Over to baseball, where the Milwaukee Brewers have their new manager, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, breaking the news late last night that Milwaukee is set to elevate Pat Murphy as the team's next manager. Murphy has been the Brewers' bench coach since 2015. It's also expected the Brewers will name former Milwaukee infielder Ricky Weeks to fill Murphy's former spot on the staff. About 90 minutes south of Milwaukee earlier in the day, the Cubs making it official with their hiring a former Brewer skipper, Craig Council. Congratulations. Council leaving Milwaukee and agreeing to terms on a five-year contract throughout the 2028 season. The former skipper met with the media following his introduction and was asked if the Brewers could have done anything more to keep him in Milwaukee. I don't know. You know, I, I was having kind of feelings of like, when am I going to do something different? What's the next challenge for a while? And so there, there's no, I don't think there's a right answer to that and an easy answer to that. We got to this point, you know, a, an incredible opportunity was put in front of me. One that kind of answered a lot of the things that had been running around in my head for a long, for, for a little bit. And, and so the decision was made. In other words, John, he didn't like the resources he had in Milwaukee. <laughs> Yeah, that's rough. That's just rough to hear. We all know the reality mm-hmm. that if you're in Chicago or New York, you have more resources. Mm-hmm. But to hear the guy say, I'm leaving my family in Milwaukee and moving 90 miles because we don't have the resources in Milwaukee hurts. And the other thing he said was the last few years he's been thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Pair that with the Josh Hader trade. Could match up with when things started to kind of fall apart for Craig Council. In you know what? That's a really good point. I'd like to hear more about that, mm-hmm. but I doubt we ever will. I doubt. I doubt we will either. It is 720 at WTMJ. Our friend meteorologist Brian Isnanski after the break. WTMJ five-day forecast. You know what? I'm not going to do the forecast. We've got Niz coming up here, right? Let's just get to our guy. What's up, guys? Hey, Niz. I can, I can, help, you. I can help you out. Let's start with that because <laughs> Michelle was just commenting, actually, on my goodness, how mild this week looks. Yeah, what month is it yeah. anyway? Oh, it's fantastic. Um, this morning, a little hiccup, though. It got chilly this morning. 
Uh, temperatures this morning are colder than than the last couple mornings. It's a uh, a case where you have high pressure directly overhead. You have calm winds, clear skies, and that's a recipe for a cold morning. So once we get through this morning, we're looking at 60s again. This afternoon should be fantastic. You know what I've noticed? So I have those box elder bugs on the side of my oh, house. Gosh. They come out every fall, right? We've right. had some really cold nights, Niz, but the bugs are still alive, like on the side of the house. What the hell does it take <laughs> to kill those things? <laughs> they they found some they found some spots to stay warm. They're 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 clinging to something. They're like under your siding. Yeah. They're they're living rent free in your house and, and heat. <laughs> <laughs> They're holding on. But you're right. Uh, they've been they were crazy uh, this year. Uh, I, I've talked to a lot of people that felt like they were they were a bigger issue this fall than other falls. And I think it was that first weekend of October. You may remember we were in the yep. 80s. I think that was like prime time for their arrival and for them to try to migrate into your house, and they really flourished on that. So um, I think some of these colder mornings like we're having right now should hopefully do the trick. How long are we going to be warm like this? Uh, it goes all the way uh, until Thursday. Um, so tonight, uh, we're looking at not nearly as cool. Tomorrow could be our warmest day yet, 67 degrees. Um, we could see near record warmth. The record high is 69 tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, partly cloudy, windy, and mild. The high of 65 degrees. And then reality hits uh, Thursday night with a cold front. Friday, some showers in the morning, and then a high of only 48. But we can handle 48. It's November. That's yeah, exactly. Fine. Um, we're not going into the deep freeze or anything. Yeah, we're good. Hey, Niz, we've been talking this morning about United Airlines is rolling out a new policy for boarding. We all fly. You fly okay. with your family. Yep. And here's a new policy. Because, you know, when you get on an airplane, it can be kind of a cluster and kind of a mess. Mm-hmm. United says they have already rolled this out, and this is how they're boarding. Everybody who sits on the window gets to board first. So that's, in essence, you know, the wow. first group. Everybody in the aisle then boards. And then, every, I mean, in the middle, excuse me, boards second. If you're in the aisle... You're in the last group. They say it will speed things up. You're not climbing over people. People who like to fly in the aisle and sometimes pay more to get a seat in the aisle are ticked off because they don't want to be last. You've traveled with your family sometimes. What do you think of United's new boarding policy? That's a game changer because like, I like like the window seat, so I have a feeling those are going to be at, at more of a premium now with the earlier boarding. Uh, with it, plus now think of like you—you you got the aisle seat, and like maybe you're—I I don't know—you got some sort of status or whatever, and and you can't even put your luggage, uh, your overhead luggage, because it's already filled because you're one of the last people on the plane. So that is the stress point. That's what people are complaining about. They say, "Look, I can't get my bag up there because I'll be the last aboard." But the airlines created yeah. this because remember we used to not all carry those little suitcases with wheels, and then they started charging for bags. Yep. Like yep. over a decade ago, and exactly. so everybody started bringing their roller bags, and they don't enforce <laughs> it. You see the size of some of those bags that people are trying to stuff in the overhead bin? <laughs> I agree. And you know what? Where's all this space going? I got no space for my legs. I got no space for my luggage. Like, what are we doing here? What do they got? Like a bar for like the staff? Like a party room or something? Where's the space yeah. on the plane? Up above. Where's all the space going? I, yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, that, that, that I see how maybe this could help things out a little bit but also i'm i've become one of the i don't travel a ton but i traveled enough now that like i don't want to get on the plane any sooner if it wasn't for the luggage like have me be the last person on the plane i don't want the plane held up for me but like i would much rather be sitting in the lounge finishing my last you know slice of pizza 
uh, before getting on the plane. That's, I don't know. that's exactly what I said. Like, I don't need to rush to sit in those tiny little cramped seats and be yes. irritated by people doing their bad airline behavior. <laughs> waiting, waiting for the plane to like just leave the gate. Like yep. that's the worst. And you're just sitting there and you're like this and that. Like, I mean, again, I'm not trying to hold up the plane, but I'll, I'll wait to board. I don't need to board unless I can make sure I get my luggage on. He is meteorologist Brian Nisnansky. Good to chat, Niz. Thank you. Yeah, good to see you. Good chatting with you in the morning, John. Later, yeah. buddy. It's- Told our producer, no Mariah Carey, please. <laughs> but he comes and plays this song. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> good job, good job. All right, so, John, it is looking like it is going to be a very Merry Swift Miss. CBS's oh. Deborah Rodriguez. Right after Taylor Swift announced the online doors would be opening in 89 minutes, a nod to her 1989 album, Swifties crashed her overhauled Christmas merch store. Before they could click through her snow-covered lover house and choose from 60 trademarked ornaments from each of her 10 eras. Prices range from $15 to $25 by everyone, and it'll set you back $1,240. According to InsuranceQuotes.com, 9% of Americans plan to purchase at Taylor Swift related gift this holiday season. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. What? 9%. So look around you. If there are 10 of you in a room, one of you is going to buy a Taylor Swift gift? And I might have to be that person. My kids adore her. You know what I like about her is she's a good role model, right? So she's successful. She's blah, blah, blah. But she seems like a decent person. You have three girls. Three girls. Do you like that she's someone that they look up to? Yes. Yes. I'm totally fine with that. Um, My youngest was Taylor Swift for Christmas or for Halloween. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah. So there might be some Swifty merchandise in under the tree this year. We'll have to see. A Swifty stocking stuffer. That's what you need. It is 739 at WTMJ. News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk. Heard Saturdays at 10 right here on WTMJ. Let's head to Washington, D.C. So they've got a problem on their hands in Washington, D.C. You know how you go into some stores in some neighborhoods and they have certain items locked up? Like if you want to buy shaving supplies or razors or Red Bull some places or cologne some places, you need to have somebody unlock the cabinet and they get it out because people are stealing it. Right. So they've had to lock it up. Well, in Washington, D.C., CVS stores, they're being forced to lock up toilet paper. So if you go to the area in the store where there's usually toilet paper on the shelves, it's been wiped clean of the toilet paper. And instead, there's actually in picture frames, pictures of toilet paper. And it says, if you need toilet paper, you need to talk to an associate. They're having a run on toilet paper. They've found that toilet paper and paper products have gone up. And so in some neighborhoods, people are literally stuffing the toilet paper in their jacket and walking out of the store. So it's no longer available on the shelf. So you need toilet paper, you got to go to the register or find an employee and say, can you run and get me the Charmin because I need to buy some. How sad is that? It's very sad. It's also kind of impractical to stuff a package of toilet paper up your jacket. <laughs> How do you hide that? <laughs> right? Especially if you're at a Costco size. <laughs> how, do you, how do you walk out of there with the toilet no. paper stuffed in your coat? That's really bizarre. Uh, so in Washington, D.C., thefts of things like toilet paper, paper towels, napkins are up 98% over last That's year. That's crazy. 
Yeah, it's nuts. Just another sad reflection of what's happening in our country. It is 744 at WTMJ. Sports with Brandon is up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Marky Bucks ended a two-game losing streak after they beat the Chicago Bulls 118-109 Monday night at Pfizer Forum. Giannis leading the way with 35 points, and Chris Middleton added 13 to move into fifth place on the Bucks' all-time scoring list. Bucks go the other way with it now. Middleton with it on the right wing. Chicago has cooled off a little bit. Middleton uncorks the three and sticks it from the right wing. Dave Kane on the call here on WTMJ with the win. The Bucks improving to 6-4 in four on their season. After the game, head coach Adrian Griffin on what gives him confidence in his team to bounce back after suffering a couple of tough losses. The work and when we're in film sessions and I look at guys and I, I see them paying attention, I, I see them nodding their head, I see them determined to get better, I see them talking amongst each other about ways that we can get better every day. And then when we're on the floor, you know, the attention and detail and everyone locked in. So that gives me confidence. Um, again, it's uh, it's all about the work, it's all about the process. But again, when you, when you win these games, you, you got to feel good. The Bucks will be back in action Wednesday night when they visit Toronto. Over to baseball where the Milwaukee Brewers have their new skipper, Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic, breaking the news late last night that Milwaukee is set to elevate Pat Murphy as the team's next manager. Murphy has been the Brewers' bench coach since 2015. Sticking with baseball, about 90 minutes south of the Brew City, the Chicago Cubs made it official with their hiring a former Brewers manager, Craig Council. The former Brewers skipper being introduced to Chicago Monday, saying he was surprised by the sense of betrayal in Milwaukee following his departure. I didn't really see it like that. I maybe underestimated that part of it, frankly. Um, you know, I, I, I was looking at it maybe as, as from a challenge perspective, from a growth perspective. Um, I understand that, that point of it. Um, certainly respect that point of it. The Cubs will visit the Brewers for the first time in Milwaukee on May 27th. And lastly, to the NFL, where the Green Bay Packers fell to 3-6 and six on their season with the loss on Sunday afternoon. The defense for the Pack giving up over 200 yards on the ground. And after sitting on the loss for a day, head coach Matt LaFleur dove into exactly what happened to his defense on Sunday. Well, it was a combination of missed tackles, missed assignments. You know, there are a couple times where we got, where we were playing single high defense, where it's solo gap football. There's a lot of things that we could have done at a much higher level. The Packers will be back out on the practice field tomorrow as they get set for a Week 11 matchup at Lambeau Field against the L.A. Chargers. Still getting used to saying L.A. Chargers. I know, it's just it's weird, It's been a few isn't years it? now, but it's still San Diego. And they don't really have a following, which is really no, weird. It's I a mean, weird. They don't really have a home stadium. The Rams either. Like, when you watch yeah. the Rams game, it, the visiting team is always more prominent uh, in the in the crowd, so... Nonetheless, they face the L.A. Chargers Sunday at Lambeau Field. All right, Brandon Snyder, thank you. It is 749 at WTMJ. Our buddy Mark Tauscher from ESPN Milwaukee, up next. Idea Man. The thing that computers will never overtake is the, well, at least I hope not, uh, the human emotion part. <laughs> Have you listened to the show? Innovative. The only thing is you can take a bat to a computer and you can't really do that. To, so. And Packers Hall of Famer. All of a sudden you're not happy about getting pulled in a game. You can maybe, well, I didn't hear him. AI couldn't verify it. Smash. I'm going up to play. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and Kohler Services. That's right. The Renaissance Man is sponsored by our friends. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and by Kohler Services. He's such a big deal. 
He's got two sponsors. We're working on a third and a fourth. <laughs> Tausch, good morning. Uh, what is going on here? Is it 3 o'clock in the afternoon and I just am missing something? Or uh, what in the world are we doing I know. here? I know. It's strange. I came on, Michelle and I came on at 6 o'clock, and the first thing out of my mouth was, uh, good afternoon. This good is afternoon. Wisconsin's afternoon yeah. news. I, what? Yeah. That's, Nuts. That's a tough habit to break, but what a grinder you are, John Mercure. What a grinder. Thank you very much for look, look at you. There's no uh, I, I in team, Tausch. There's no I in team. Hey, I want to ask you about something we've been discussing. United Airlines announcing a new boarding policy where, check this out, Tausch, they will board all of their airplanes, all the window seats first, then all the aisle seats, then, uh, I screwed it up again, windows first, middles, then everybody in the aisle will board last. So you're not climbing over people. They say it'll speed things up. You travel quite a bit. What do you think of the policy? Uh, so I, I think it used to always be back of the plane um, goes first, and I thought that made sense, and now it's priority boarding. I don't think it matters. I just don't think any of this matters because the thing that people get antsy and they want to jump on there because they want as long what airplanes need to do, and they're starting to get better, is make the overhead space even bigger. So if everybody knew that they could get their bag on, nobody would care. Because, as a matter of fact, most people, like if you're in first class or if you have that priority boarding, you want to go on as late as possible. So if you're guaranteed you're going to get your bag on the plane, nobody gives a rip about this other stuff. So this is just going to mess it up because you know people aren't going to know if it's a window. Oh, is D the window or is A the window? I don't know. Oh, and then you have to go up to the thing. It's a hot mess. I don't think any of it matters. Be done with it. If you want, you just have to get it to the point where everybody knows they can get their carry-on on the plane and keep it there. Everything, Everybody's going to be happy. It'll work out. Yeah, you're with Michelle. She says, you know what, I don't want to get on that plane any earlier than I have to. No, absolutely Who not. Who does? Nobody does. I am in camp, stress out over the overhead bin. Because here's oh, what you're happens. sprinting. Yes. You're sprinting to the front to get yes. in. Even though you're D, you're you're trying to finagle. Well, you know, because you well, probably yeah, right. take fifty carry-ons and six no. purses with you. No, Am I, I right? don't. I take the right amount. Okay. But the problem is the airline does not monitor and police other people. This is what happened the last flight I was on. The lady in front oh, of me had a roller bag, a purse, and a big old bag that she had bought full of souvenirs, and she put all three in the overhead bin. She's a rule breaker. She's a scoff law, and they need to enforce that. Okay, so who's so who is going to be the enforcer of that? Because flight attendants they, they don't want to deal with that stuff. Uh, you're right, but is there someone? Maybe we need to just figure what what's the punishment if you do that? Because there has to be something that is going to be punitive enough, like you lose miles on that flight if you end up getting caught doing that. They say, we're going to actually take 500 miles off your account. I, there has to be some penalty. I agree with you. It's, it is annoying. And then people will take basically the monster suitcase and act like it's yes. a uh, carry-on. Yes. And they're trying to jam it in there. Oh, it doesn't fit. Oh, well, right, you right. got to slide it here. Is there room up here? What's the penalty? You are Johnny Traveler. Yep. Give me an answer. Here's the penalty. Okay. All right. You put more yep. than one thing in the overhead bin. The person that comes behind you like me who looks up there and there's no room, I get to choose one of your three things, and it's now mine. I get to claim it. Oh. That's mine. Now I, I get to take it, and I put it under my seat, and I own it. So if you're bringing on that spotted cow 
which is overrated, by the way, or anything else, wow. and it's in the overhead, I get to I get to claim that. Does that work? I I you know what? I'm going to say this. This is not going lightly. I love the idea, and what's going to be funny about that? Then you could actually. It's almost like those. Uh, at Christmas present time, when you're with the, your company or whatever it is, and it's the white elephant, you actually could set it where you take like an old TV and put it in there, and you, you get Mercure. Oh, look! I'm going to take that. And I got an old TV. I got to get back. So it's it's a form of gambling. Yeah, I have to admit, I'm totally yes. on board with this plan. I yeah. like it. I like where we're going with this. And you're probably going to get a lot of viral videos out of it too, because there's going to be a fight. <laughs> we all like. Oh, that. and people could. S- People could set it up like, oh, look at we got, look at this yeah. guy behind yeah. me. I, I got an old bag of stinky socks that he's going to end up taking. I'm going <laughs> to shove it in the overhead right ahead of him. He has ESPN Milwaukee's Mark Tauscher. Check him out 9 a.m. to noon. Wildey and Tausch. Always good to catch up, Tausch. Thank you. You bet. See ya. <laughs>